Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. How's it going, Katie? You know it's going. It's going. Uh, what are we on? Week three, four, five of this 52. lockdown. Who knows? Fifty-two. <laughs> it's yeah. going great. <laughs> well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about The weekend, Doja Cat, and Post Malone, as well as some picks about which of the performances on last weekend's marathon One World Together at Home live stream and broadcast event are must-watch moments. Plus, and this is the biggest part, we have an interview with Dua Lipa. Yay! Yes, we love Dua, as you all know if you listen, and we caught up with the friend of the podcast to talk about her hit new album, Future Nostalgia, so stick around for that in just a moment. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Alrighty, let's do the chart chat. Uh, first up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, the weekend's After Hours holds at number one for a fourth straight week. All four of its weeks on the chart from its debut week have been at number one. Uh, it is the first album with four consecutive weeks atop the list since Drake's Scorpion linked together its first five frames at number one back in 2018. Meanwhile, the after-hour single Blinding Lights returns to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart for a third total week at number one. Uh, next up, staying with the Hot 100, Doja Cat's Say So hits a new high and reaches the top five for the first time as the single climbs eight to five. Will it go to number one? Oh, I would love time that. Time will tell. Love that song. <laughs> um, elsewhere in the top 10, Post Malone's Circles clocks an amazing 33rd week in the top 10, tying his own record for the most weeks ever in the top 10, set earlier with his Sunflower single. That Post Malone, he sticks around for a while. Indeed he does. Well, we thought we'd be remiss if we did not bring up the One World Together at Home special that took place over the weekend, um, Saturday night. It actually was a full eight-hour show. There was a six-hour live stream pre-show that led into the two-hour telecast that you might have caught on, you know, literally every channel. 
<laughs> on your television. <laughs> there were more than 70 performances. You know, talking to Keith about what some of the highlights were because I was um, part of a team that helped cover it Saturday night. I have to say that, you know, bookending the show with Lady Gaga, starting it with um, a cover of Charlie Chaplin's Smile, and then closing with a performance of The Prayer alongside its original performers, Andrea Bocelli and Celine Dion, as well as John Legend and Long Long on piano as well. And then Taylor Swift goes and performs Soon You'll Get Better for the very first time that she's ever performed it live after she had actually uh, said that she might never perform. It's a very emotional song about her mom being sick and obviously very appropriate for the the subject matter, and she felt the need to perform it. And I think her fans uh, were especially pumped to hear that song. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a shout-out to... Uh... The Rolling Stones doing You Can't Always Get What You Want with uh, their drummer Charlie Watts doing some air drumming on <laughs> on some, like, a, what, a, a chest of drawers in front of him? It Yeah, it Twitter, was, I thought it was Twitter cute. really loved that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's like, more than 70 performances. Uh, go check them out. They're all up on the Global Citizen YouTube channel. Um, it's, it's hours of enjoyment for the family. Yes, and if you head to billboard.com, we also picked out our 10 best moments. So that's a good place to start if you, if you miss Saturday special. And now it's time for our interview with Dua Lipa. Yeah! We caught up with the pop star to talk all about her new album, Future Nostalgia, the challenges of promoting an album while being quarantined, how she was afraid to release Don't Start Now as the set's first single, how the album song Break My Heart ended up crediting the songwriters of In Excess's Need You Tonight. It's a funny story. <laughs> and how just utter giggling fits in the studio led to some of the most memorable cheeky lyrics on the album and much more. So take a listen to our chat with Dua Lipa. Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Dua Lipa. Hey, thank you so much. This is so amazing. Also very weird. For people listening, we're talking to Dua on Zoom so we can see each other, but we're all in three different locations with me, Katie, and Dua. Um, <laughs> yes. But we're all in this together. So first off, Dua, congratulations on the success of Future Nostalgia. The album debuted in the top 10 in America. It hit number one in the UK, and it's again today. They just announced it's number one for a second week in the UK. So, yay! Yeah, thank you, um, thank you so much. And on top of all that, it's getting rave reviews from critics. Fans love it. Katie and I are freaking effing in love with the album. Um, <laughs> how does it feel to, to to have it so warmly embraced and be such a commercial success at the same time? Oh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so grateful, honestly, especially during a, a time like this, you know, it is really surreal and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the response has been the way that it has and that people are telling me that they're dancing in their kitchen and, you know, still, still listening to it at home and, and, and it means a lot. I'm, I'm super, really proud and really grateful and I feel very, very lucky. Well, it's definitely been a favorite in my house. Uh, my two-year-old son particularly loves it. <laughs> he, he, Don't Start Now was actually, uh, I knew it was going to be a massive hit when he like sang the entire chorus to me, like in the first week <laughs> it came out um, and it's still his favorite song. Um, so that's when I knew it was going to be a massive hit. But when did you know that, it, that Don't Start Now was going to be such a big song for you? Uh, I, I guess a little while 
after it came out, like people's response was, was so like warm towards it. And I was, I had never been so scared to release a song like before putting Don't Start Now out. It was like the week before I was just completely freaking out because I realized that at that point that I'd done everything on my own head and I hadn't really gone out to see if, if anybody needs this song or wants to hear this kind of music or because it's quite different from my first record and the music that I, I, I was making before. So I was petrified that the week before I was like, oh my God, what if I'm making a mistake and this isn't, you know, what I, what I, you know, should be putting out. But I, I love the song and I, I was so proud of it and I was so happy to put it out and, and it be so different from what I had, had done before. So I, I guess people's response was, was like, that was the win for me was getting, you know, having that response from people. And, and it made me really confident in the music that I was putting out. And I knew that me being out of my comfort zone and making this record was the right decision. And obviously it was the right decision because it went all the way to number two on the Billboard Hot 100. And then globally, just a massive smash. And like you said, it sounds it sounds different, especially like the throwback, you know, disco vibes. But clearly mm-hmm. this was the right moment for it. Why yeah. do you think that might be? Because do is a tastemaker, Katie. That's why. <laughs> Stop. I, um, I don't know. I think before, obviously, the, the pandemic outbreak happened, I think we were kind of in, in like a, a weird like political situation. There was a lot of things going on. There was a lot of stuff on the news that, you know, was, was quite miserable. And I, I also just wanted to make a record that was really fun and wanting to get away from any like anxieties of the outside world and, you know, all of that stuff. And it it was just, it was just made with love and it was just fun to make. And I I wanted to, to have something that would just get people up and dancing to, you know, take a step back from what's going on outside. And little did I know that we would all be kind of taking a massive step back and, you know, really reflecting on on what's happening, but also finding the the little joys at home. And that's been, that's been quite nice. Katie and I, of course, have questions all scripted out, but something you said makes me want to ask you something that we didn't script. So of course, Katie's like, oh God, no. Um, (laughs) Well, go, go. The way you phrased it, it was just, you know, it's like Katie and I just did an entire show about how some albums were pushed back because of pandemic and some stayed the course. Has it been like, just the most, the weirdest situation for you to release an album and promote an album under the the most unusual circumstances possible where you can't go out and do TV shows and you can't go out and perform. Has it been just like mind-blowing to like kind of do a normal album rollout when you can't? I never thought um, I'd have to do something like this, you know, promote my record from, from home and not travel and do the performances and, you know, try, try and get creative from home and come up with ideas and do, do the performance that I, I guess I had in my head, but now have to think of them in a, in a situation of how I bring people together from home and adapting to, to certain things. And I guess we're all adapting, you know, we're all doing things from home. We're all working in, in completely different ways. And I think because we're all in this together, it makes it, a lot easier. It brings people together. It makes the work for everyone, I think, is is changing in so many different ways. But us adapting to it has been, I don't know, a, an interesting like learning curve. I think it's taught me at least that we don't need to live life so fast. For me, it was always like, okay, what's next? Where do I have to go? Where am I traveling to? What show is coming up? What do I have to rehearse for? You know, all that kind of stuff. And this um, has really 
taught me that things may be on as urgent as they seem and that we can, you know, create really meaningful, special moments as well from home. And I don't know, the, the interaction that I have with fans as well, I felt like they've, especially online, has been, is brought us closer together. You know, I, I don't know if I would have had the chance to just like, sit on a live stream and talk about every single song and what it meant to me and why I wrote it and where it came from. And not because like, I I don't want to sit down and talk about this stuff, but because going on live streams is scary for me, like talking and, you know, not really knowing what I'm going to say and being scared. I'm going to say that, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just public speaking in general is something that I feel like I need to work on. And this is really put me out there in a, in a different way that um, I, I've been grateful to, you know, I, to take it on and to learn from it and, and be better at even like explaining, you know, the backstories of stuff and, and really trying to give meaningful just moments with, with my fans and my listeners. So, yeah. Okay. So jumping off from that now, Katie, I'm going to go back to the script. Speaking of what Duo was saying, if you haven't seen her Corden performance where she somehow was able to employ all of her backup dancers into a remote, I'm like, that's the most brilliant thing ever. When you still have your dancers dance remotely, that's perfect. Um, from so, home. From yeah. home. So my next question, we already said we, we love the album, not just lip service. We truly love it. And it's been a great escape for me personally, because I will put it on like, because I'm cooped up in the house because we have to be, and I'm working from home. And sometimes I'll go out at night and go for like a walk for like 35, 40 minutes. And I'll just play future nostalgia from front to back as just an escape. And I'm not thinking about the news. And I'm just like, I'm just having a little pot party. I'm just like sort of <laughs> dancing down the street. It's so great. Um, so you have like basically an album of all killer, no filler. It's just chock full of songs that could all conceivably be singles, basically. Was that like a blessing and a curse or will every song eventually become a single at the end of this cycle? I don't know what your plans are. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I have like a, a couple favorites that I'm pushing for where I'm like, okay, this should be the next single and this you is what we should put out next are. and stuff. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a little secret for now, but we are working <laughs> on a new music video for a new song, um, which I'm excited about. Well, not a new song, a song from the record, but working on a video for that from home, trying to, do something fun animated like stop motion like <laughs> yeah yeah something but like that it has it has its own story anyway okay we'll, anyway, okay, we'll, we'll let that we'll let that happen when the when the time comes you'll see fine, it. Fine, and fine. uh no i forgot what i was talking about i have no idea uh blessing and a curse blessing and a curse that's one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a bit of both you know I, i'm so happy to have just songs that are fun that can just you know everyone can for me, like when I put music out, I want, I, I like to detach myself from it almost and let everybody make up their own like story with it. And I, I feel like it doesn't belong to me anymore. And so the ones that I am making videos for, you know, it's me being able to create like another world, another like story behind it. And then the rest can be left to, you know, every, you know, it, it, it belongs to you. It's, it's for your like imagination. You make up your own music video to it. it it's, you know, that, that's how I really feel just about music in general. And I, I'm, I'm, I am really excited to one day, hopefully soon, get out and like perform these songs on tour and be able to, you know, then put them, you know, tell my story with it. But 
other than that, as long as it just brings people some comfort and finds a home with them, then uh, that, that makes me very happy. You know, I feel like every time I listen to it, um, there's a different lyric that pops out at me because there's just so many like super cheeky, super fun lyrics on this album. <laughs> yeah. And the things that immediately come to my mind are, I can't teach a man how to wear his pants, which is perfect. And basically the entirety of good <laughs> and bad. <laughs> like every, they're just like, it makes me laugh every time. I It just sounds like you guys had so much fun like making these songs. And I'm wondering where some of these like one-liners came from and how they came about. It, it all really came about from being really silly and ridiculous in the studio, even from like words like sugar boo in levitating to I can't teach a man how to wear his pants in <laughs> future nostalgia to I sink my teeth in disbelief with um, love again. You know, all these all these lyrics and all these things, they just came from us like literally in, in giggling fits, just dancing around, having fun and being like, oh, this should be it. And people are like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, 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 sugar boo, why not? Like that works perfectly fine. And that's like, uh, it's like sugar boo is funny because it's it's like a, a loving word that me, Sarah Hudson and Coffee and Cos just say to each other. So we were just like, okay, this is, this is like a little nod to our friendship. So we have to put that in. And, you know, every, every studio session that like when I finished writing would always end in like a little dance party of some sort. And that always, you know, when, when I get that kind of feeling in the studio, I, I, I know almost immediately that that's going to go on the record. Or if I can imagine it at a festival, like Glastonbury is always like my little like dream bubble that comes up. I'm like, if I can perform this song at Glastonbury, then it should go on the record. If I can see myself doing that. You have an album full of songs you can play at Glastonbury. So, you know. <laughs> when Glastonbury returns, you'll be ready. When it returns. <laughs> <Yes>. Exactly. <laughs> The other thing, uh, Break My Heart is a personal favorite. I think for, I can speak for Keith too, for both of us. And um, that also is super fun how the silence in the production is used to really like, you know, make the lyrics stand out like in the chorus, Mm -hmm. I think. And just love it in general. Um, And then we saw that the the, uh, writers for In Excesses Need You Tonight were credited and we were like, wait, was this like intentional or a coincidence? Like, how did that even happen? God, I'm going to sound so stupid for saying this, but honestly, when we were in the studio, we initially made it. We didn't quite connect the dots. Like, we were just like, oh yeah, this is great. Like, we just, we were on such a like high and we were just working on it. And then I listened back and I was like, hold on guys. I was like, we, I think we might have to relook this. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the guys at, in excess the people that are looking after the the publishing were very nice and they really liked the song and so we gave them a publishing credit <laughs> uh, a writing credit on the on the on the track because it was it was only fair and you know it just brought nostalgia even more to the forefront you know it it, it confirmed that that part for us but it was a, it was a funny moment when we were like eureka and then wait oh wait a second it was it was it like a eureka unconscious like an unconscious eureka <laughs> moment it was like yeah. amazing wait did we just like this is a, yeah. <laughs> what did we just it do? was exactly like that yeah that's, it was exactly like it's that it's not a carbon copy though like at no. all like it's a, it, no at, like i i think that we needed to see that credit to notice the similarity you know yeah. like you don't hear it immediately yeah. at all so but you know 
these days. No, guys, I'm not trying to get sued is kind of the moral of the story. Yes, look, look, I think everyone understands this. Um, we, we, we were delicately answered, we were des- delicately asking the question, Dua. Um, so, um, moving on. I thought it was remarkable that the album has zero features on it, which I think, you know, sometimes people like demand features, like whoever the powers that be say, oh, we really need like a rapper to show up or we really need you to do a big collaboration. Was that something that you kind of went into the album thinking like, I want to just make this album where it's just the big duo show? It was more of just, I was just constantly writing and writing songs and I didn't, I didn't really write them as songs for someone to like feature on, you know, I, I didn't have that in mind. They were just kind of of the moment and all of the songs are quite full in a way that I didn't really know if anyone would like fit into in, in, in these songs or if anyone would be like into it or whatever. So I just kind of left them as they were and I thought they just kind of stood alone and their story just kind of stood alone. And, but I, I have worked with, some other artists and um, you know, maybe those songs will come out soon and you guys will hear them. But for the record, I just wanted, you know, the stories to kind of stand alone and, and, and yeah. Do as hinted at something. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, tell us more about these. Tell uh, us more about this future collaboration. We want to point out that we had a recent interview with Diplo and he name checked you saying that there was possibly another Silk City project on the horizon that may involve you. So he's put that out there into the world. <laughs> We don't know yet. <laughs> it's, it's actually the answer to that. That um, there's a there's a song that I wrote a little while ago, which uh, the boys like. So that is all I can reveal with that. But again, we don't know what happens there. I'm not even sure you actually answered a question there, but okay. <laughs> no, that was I, I have no idea what I just said. Honestly, I think I blacked out during uh-huh. that. <laughs> Uh, we actually we saw the super cute um response that mark ronson had when your album came out too like jamming out to cool and yeah (laughs) it's just so cool to see like i mean that's there were a lot of artists that chimed in on your release day and like really supported the music and are loving the music which was just really sweet to see yeah it was i i really appreciate like all the support you know especially from my friends in music like it's it's really cool that um they've been checking out the project and you know that mark likes cool and you know it's it, it feels nice so um yeah all of that is very much appreciated you kind of already answered this but we just wanted to to sort of see like you know i i know that your tour has been postponed until next year mm. and you already talked about how you're doing a video from home how are you kind of sort of kind of personally navigating like covid-19 era and also how are you just sort of feeling in general are 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 you feeling like you know like things are great, things are good. We can do this, or, or are you just like I don't know what's going to happen? Like, talk, talk us through <laughs> a that. Bit a, a bit of both. A bit of both. A bit of both. You know, I, I think I wouldn't be telling the truth if I was like, yeah, everything's great, and I can just do all of this because I, I think you know, even when I was uh, going to get up and do the Jimmy Fallon performance, the idea of setting up a green screen all on my own in the living room, <laughs> I had help from my boyfriend, but it was just. Those little mini things that that they can be like um, little worries that I have, especially with technology. I've learned a lot um, (laughs) in in that time, but it's uh, it's been a it has been a really fun learning curve. And you know, 
I, I'm ready and prepared to, to work as much as I can from home and, and try and do my best. But it, it has been fun. I have, I have had a, I had a lot of fun doing stuff from home and just a new experience, you know. Well, clearly the music can stand on its own and you're being so creative at home. It's clearly working. The album is a huge hit. We love it. Everyone loves Thank it. You. We're also personally invested in you because, you know, we had you on the podcast <laughs> way before New Rules came out. And yes. Um, yes. We're, just, we're just so happy to be able to see you every few months and check in with you. <laughs> um, if it's well, thank you. Anytime. It's always a pleasure. Only a phone call away. Right? Yes. We're, only, we're, only, we're only a phone call away. Um, so thanks so much, Dua, and much success to you in the future with everything. Stay safe. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Katie, so yes. much. Love so you good guys. to see you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Thank you so much to Dua. We are, we love her, obviously. And she's like, we interviewed her back in 2017 before New Rules even came out. And we've loved her in the long run and we'll continue to love her. So thank you so much for joining us. And now it's time for the chart stat of the week. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you. Five years ago this week, Wiz Khalifa's See You Again, featuring Charlie Puth, hit number one on the Hot 100 chart. The track rose to the top of the list dated April 25th, 2015, and would spend a total of 12 non-consecutive weeks atop the tally. It was the second number one for Wiz Khalifa following his debut chart hit, Black and Yellow, back in 2011, and it was friend of the podcast Charlie Puth's first chart hit and first number one as well. The song, which was written for the film Furious 7, garnered three Grammy Award nominations, a Golden Globe nomination for Best Original Song, and would finish 2015 as the number three biggest Hot 100 song of the year. So there you have it, five years ago this week. See you again, race to number one on the Hot 100 on its way to a 12-week run at number one. When I see All right, we've reached the end of our big show. Parting words, and what song should we go out on? Hey. Oh, man. You know what? Since we did not play this one during our Dua interview, and it's a very Dua show, can we do Blow Your Mind, Moi, since that's the song that kind of started it all, at least for me Mwah. as a fan? Yeah, that was a, that was a, one of her first hits pre-New Rules. I think we should definitely go out on that. Awesome. See you guys next time. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.